This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So big Josh boy, I just revealed to you that I shaved my fucking head. Uh, nice people though. watching the video version or whatever. Yeah. I, well, I guess I should say I buzzed my head. I did not shave. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. My head. Yeah. I took it to a two and I was like, I'm going to do this. Now a I have two. a problem. Why a two? Why a two though? Why didn't you just go full to the like full cut, Why didn't I know? just go like, like straight just, to the scalp? Yeah. Straight to the scalp, baby. Because, uh, so I've got a couple reasons. One, I have really dry skin for the most part. And oh. I like, I, I don't know. I you feel like it's going to look up, like I'm just know? constantly fucking like sunburnt or something. Like it's just peeling. And I know some people will be like, you've got dandruff. And it's like, I really don't. I just take showers every day, sometimes twice a day. And Why? I wash my hair every time. Why do you think? And it just fucking dries my shit out okay it's only if i feel especially gross that i will take two hours what, showers what a day. constitutes you feeling especially gross so the times that it happens is like i will wake up and i'll take a shower because i feel gross like i take okay. a shower in the morning um most of the time dirty ass morning shower well, it kind of depends. Like normally on weekdays, I take a shower in the afternoon because that's when I get off work and I just feel fucking gross. I smell like coffee. I hate it. I've got you know coffee on like me. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I don't <laughs> under. I don't think people understand that coffee smells like caca. It smells like big old butthole. You know, I like, it. like I'll take snuggly. a big whiff of that butthole. So, what kind of coffee do you like? I love cold brew coffee. But uh, do I you mean, have any like specific blend that you like? No, I mean, I I buy a specific because to actually make cold brew, you have to do shit. Uh, that yeah. takes more time than just like throwing it in a pot and brewing it. Um, yeah, my so wife does I, cold brew on occasion. Yeah. So I get specifically there's a company called Stock, S-T-O-K, and I get the mm -hmm. dark roast blends. Um, but I'm not okay. like, I'm not a crazy, like there's people like I have friends who are all like, Oh, I got this crazy blend and they go and they pay like so much money for like a tiny cup of coffee. And I'm like, that's great. But like, I just like coffee, like Dude, normal coffee. Like I there don't know. Are some like, coffees that smell fucking disgusting. Like I mean, there are coffees that I package there. at work that smell like fish. I'm not even joking. And I'm I like, I don't know if this is supposed to smell this way, but it does not smell good. You isn't know? there isn't there supposed to be some type of uh, isn't there a coffee that has like cat poop in it or something? There is a coffee that's like it's uh I believe there is a coffee that is the beans are eaten by like monkeys and then people go and they forage through the monkey poop and find like whatever residual bean it is and then yeah, they and make then coffee make it out based of that. off that. Is that what that's you do? Just are gross. you the the poop picker outer? Luckily no. I did not do that. Uh <laughs> You know what? That's why I smell so weird. No, so I get home and I'm feeling hella gross. So I take a shower and then like the next morning, go to work, get home, take a shower, whatever. But there are days like on the weekends and stuff where I will like on Friday, I get home from work, I take a shower 
And then overnight or whatever, I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, God, I just feel gross. Like, I just can't anymore. The natural oils on my body just freak me out. I'm not into it. I would rather feel itchy and fucking oh dry goodness. and gross. Or like itchy and dry than feel gross. So I take a shower in the morning and then I'm like, okay. oh, fuck, dude, I got to do yard work. I got to mow the lawn. I got to uh, like. All right. I'll, I understand. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And then after I do that, I'll take another shower. And then, of course, I'm just like a fucking raisin or like a piece of sandpaper. I'm just like, like all dried out. I'm like SpongeBob under a heat lamp. Like I'm fucking I'm devoid of any sort of moisture all right. so all right that was one part that i didn't one reason that i didn't want to shave straight down to this scalp two my wife uh definitely was like just barely okay with me buzzing my head to a two <laughs> and i feel like eventually like maybe i'll You'll do it there. a little bit You'll shorter yeah, you know yeah. like there. each time i'll do it a little shorter she'll just get more and more okay with it it'll be fine yeah but the third now reason is because yeah okay that's the point uh the third reason is because i get like i normally would get the sides of my head as a two and then the top just yep. trimmed up a bit and yep. i realized i liked the two the two is a good side like a good amount okay. so I just did it. But, dude, shaving heads, fucking weird. All right? So I'm going to shave my head. I put my razor on the counter with, yeah. like, the guard on it and everything. It was ready to go. I put it on the counter on Monday because I was like, some point in time during this week, I'm going to get the courage to do it. I'm going to shave my fucking head, you know? Like, I knew I couldn't just do it immediately. I had to give it a while. So I was like, I'll really uh, put it there. It. Yeah, what day do you think I shaved my head? A uh, day later. Sunday. I, almost a full week later, wow. I shaved my fucking head. Oh and I just, I looked at it every day and I was like, ah. Wow, so we're getting the, the full clean cut of it. It just yeah. happens. Wow. Yeah, it just happened. I just uh, I just did it yesterday. And I realized while doing it, like I did the sides and I was like, fuck, dude, I kind of like this. Like mm -hmm. I got a pseudo mohawk going on. Just keep it long, like up top and it goes back. Like this doesn't look bad. And then I was like, nope, getting too into it. So I just yeah. took a s clean swipe down the center. That's, I was that's like, actually that's actually what I do. Um, oh, I don't do have you? My, I don't have my hair gelled. But when I okay. do, it usually like I, I gel it so that I spike this top part, but it's like I just do really short on the sides and leave it like two, three sizes longer than what I sh oh. buzz from the sides. So you cut your hair. OK, do you cut your hair by yourself all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time that I get help is like I'll do the back mostly myself and then I'll be like, OK, floor my wife to come in and like edge it out just to make sure that it's like actually not like all jagged and whatnot but like but for the most part yes it's all me yeah that's my fucking deal is that movies make it seem like you could just do this by yourself they're like <laughs> oh yeah you just do it by yourself look like fucking bruce willis no big deal like you look great and it's like no you look fucking stupid this is like shaving your head or cutting your own hair is way harder than I ever thought it would be. Cause I started to do it. I was like missing patches. I was like, yeah, why does this look so long? It's, like, it's just, it's so much easier if you have someone to do it for you. Um, yeah. 
but it's not it's not that bad. Like if you're if someone was doing it and they were trying to do it in a way where they were doing like actual cutting with scissors and whatnot, it'd be so impossible. But like with just buzz, like you just you go at it. And for the most part, like with me, like I'm not as worried because I do all of the craziness with the size that I'm going to do for like the top part. And then I'll go and edge out the sides with the smaller one to be like, okay, whatever happens, happens. And then roughly you just wait a week and like hair grows. I mm. mean, I guess depending on what age you're at and how your hair is, it might not. But like for the most part, hair will grow back. So it's not like I'm worried about fucking it up in a way that I'm never going to get it back. Yeah, that was like also a reason that I busted on Sunday because my wife was like, for reasons that I'm not going to get into to be a bit bashful, oh, we might not have the sassy time for like two weeks. Sexy so I'm like, times, baby. oh, this is perfect. I'll buzz my head this week. Like we, we get a little bit, then I buzz my head and then it has a chance to grow out a tiny bit before it's possible because my wife has said multiple times that if it if it's weird looking, she ain't touching me. And I was like, just Fair tell her you to wear the hat in bed. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she has said that before. She's like, maybe you'll have to wear a hat. Maybe you'll have to do the bag. I don't know. Like, me, there are many things that it could be, you know, but it's rough. Yeah. But you got to do what you got to do. Finally, just took the plunge. I was like, I'm going to shave my fucking head, see what's up. Now I know I don't look especially goofy. So I'm like, all right. Like, mm. that's cool. I feel a little bit better about myself for when I actually just constantly have to shave my head because I'm not going to be that guy who's like, bro, you're bald. Like, just cut your hair. Like, just fucking do it. I hate those dudes that you're, like, chilling, and it's like they have, like, a tiny bit of hair here that is long, and then on the sides is long, but all of this is just bald. It's like, just shave your fucking head, dude. Just like shave. Like fryer look. I get it. Yeah. You look like a doofus. Just fucking shave hope, your head, bro. I hope I never have to go through that. I don't think you ever will. Big Joshua is going to be fucking adorable for life. He's going to look you sexy me, baby. I'm getting all that. day long. I've got like two or three white hairs coming into my beard. I'm starting to get that salt pepper. I'm going to look very sophisticated. You know what I mean? I'm Come so on, fucking jealous. I've always just wanted, like, I just wanted to have gray hair. That's the thing. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll lose all the pumpkin pounder. Like, I'll lose all them. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, fine. Mm -hmm. If I could just have gray hair, that'd be great. At least if I just didn't go bald. And then it was like, nah, dude. Like, your dad's you bald. Your grandpa bald. You know what? You could just go fuck yourself. You're going to be bald, too. So it's like, fuck it. I guess here's I'm bald. The, here's, here's the thing. You could just die. Why don't you? That's the next step. Dye all your facial hair just like silverish gray. Yeah. And but keep the shaved look. Oh, get that, okay. Like, well, that's get like the a one shaved thing. buff Gandalf look going, you know? <laughs> Start getting jacked. Yeah. Dye yeah. everything silverish gray and then just trim all of your hair off the top of your head. I think that's a great look for you. I think you should go for okay. it. Okay. I'm looking like fucking Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender right after he gets out of prison is just fucking yoked. Like yeah, I'm just, yeah. I look like I've been just been cooped up for years. All I could do is like work out. Maybe that's what I need to do. I just need to go to prison for like a little you while. You know, <laughs> all they gotta do is work out. You know, I don't know if I'd, I, I would like it, live in prison, but like it, I get jacked for real. It would probably be a better excuse for what we're about to reveal to the audience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> hello and welcome to Andy Pod and Indie Games Podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. 
Uh, this week is actually kind of, I guess, a somber note in a sense, but not necessarily for any, I guess, really specific reasons. So to just get this out of the way, you know, 11 minutes in. Um, get this out of the way now that you <laughs> potentially won't hear this because people skip through things. Yeah, I, Josh and I have decided that we are going to let IndiePod lie, that we are going to move on uh, from it. Not When I said not for any specific reason, it's, it's not because like we don't enjoy doing it anymore or anything. For the most part, it's kind of like, I guess, adult life slowly encroaching and you're just like, hey, like got kids, got responsibilities, got shit to do. And we kind of just feel like this has run its course for the most part. Josh and I have talked about possibly yep. doing something outside of this um, after a little bit so we can keep in touch and everything. Yeah. But initially it started from me talking to Josh and saying like, hey, what would you think about me like taking a couple months off? I don't know if after the couple months that I would want to come back. I'm not exactly sure. I personally have felt like kind of burnt out for a while. Just don't really know what I want to do anymore. Um, and I kind of left it up to Josh to see what he wanted to do. And I finally after, got like, out of my contract, baby. Yeah. <laughs> after looking into a couple things, uh, he decided that he kind of just wanted to move on too. So yeah. Yeah, there's, We've I mean, got, there's a whole bigger story to this, really. You know, there's there's a lot of things that go on in the background of people's lives. And, like, I uh, kind of went back and forth on should I find, you know, uh, a replacement? Should I take over IndiePod? Should I find, like, a temporary host in case you come back uh, to, to help me out during the time being? But, like, ultimately, it came down to a couple of things. But one, I didn't feel like I wanted to try and just replace you on this show. And I think that like a lot of the reason why it did so well is because of our relationship just, you know, as a as a duo that I think we just had good rapport and were able to carry this show along. And I don't know that I would want to do it without you, basically. Oh, that's sweet, Big Joshua. That's mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, no, I totally feel the same. I don't know if I would actually want to like, I don't know if I would want to do it without you either. So there's uh, there we go. Honestly, um. For me, it, it kind of just, I guess this might be like a, I don't know, a tiny midlife crisis where I'm like, yeah, I yeah. don't know if like necessarily content creation is, is what I want to do before when we initially started this, I really thought I wanted to get into the games industry, but after doing this podcast and kind of like existing in, in uh, the like, realm. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. Like there's so much stuff that you learn, especially like one interacting with people in this industry and two, the fact that we're constantly keeping up with all the news and the different things that are coming out. It's like, I, I kind of don't like it. <laughs> yeah, you become disillusioned like very quickly. It's just like I I kind of just think that it sucks. Like there yeah. there are of course like there are amazing people in the industry that develop amazing games, talk about amazing games, like all sorts of stuff. But I don't know, it's kind of like the toxicity of the games industry has slowly just worn me down to the point where I'm like 
I don't know if I want to be part of it for the most part. And mm. I don't know, like, honestly, if IndiePod really could ever succeed, especially with me at the helm, wanting to just <laughs> be a fucking idiot on, like, on this podcast. I don't know if that would ever... I think, yeah. I mean, I, I'd i like for us to to sidebar this because I want us to have, and we're, we're planning on having an episode where we just kind of, you know, have, like, a goodbye episode and chill and talk about this and... Uh, also for any like listener questions or to the patrons that, uh, obviously thank you to all of them. Um, we want to have like a last hurrah for them to kind of say things and ask us any final questions or things about kind of why we're doing this. But, um, ultimately this whole, it doing this, I feel like we wouldn't ever become popular, um, other than, you know, our niche popularity, but like, because we very much are so disjointed between this idea of trying to be a professional indie games podcast and being what we refer to as Wang slang, which is just us <laughs> fucking around. So like, I don't, I don't think it would work. Uh, it, it just, I mean, I guess it could, but like, I don't think we ever even, you know, have the know-how to push that along just because of yeah. what we're trying to do and i think both of you like both of you both of us um also aren't really as like we kind of lost our passion somewhere along the way and weren't really trying to promote ourselves or do things to get to you know a wider reach so i think there's like a number of reasons but for the most part it's really just us fucking around until we decided not to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like I said, Josh and I have talked about possibly doing something outside of this that would basically just be us fucking around. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's actually very possible. But like Josh said, um, so to just make this really clear, we're going to have three more episodes of IndiePod um, to cover the three developer interviews that are coming. We are still going to be doing the Infernax uh, book club episode, so don't worry about that, patrons. You can get your audio in. You can participate. We will be doing that one. Uh, and So the episode that will go live on the 29th will be just a normal episode, but the episode that's going to go live on the 5th is going to be our last episode and i will post in our discord and i'm going to post on our twitter uh just a link to our email address to kind of like either send well i guess it for the most part i think we'll probably just do questions and like people reflecting on IndiePod. so maybe not yeah, for sure our email address but uh, so we probably won't do the audio but instead just do like write-ins and stuff I like think that about makes sense yeah I feel like it would just be easier for a lot of people because the people who do the book club have said that it is like somewhat hard to to find time to just record this little bit. For sure, uh, for sure. Some of them, like Zach, they do it on their way to work, like on their commute while they walk yeah. to work. Sam has to like Sam hide down in a closet from his children. <laughs> so yeah, I think we will just do the the write-ins, but we do just sure. want to have that one last episode uh, about what kind of IndiePod has meant to us, why exactly we are no longer doing this, and just something like you can reflect on what IndiePod has has been for you if you enjoyed it if you didn't enjoy it i don't know what whatever a, you want to write three star in. out there you fucking feel free yeah this is that time for the three star to come in and be like this is why i fucking hate you and it's yeah. like okay well luckily we're leaving so you yeah, don't have to well, worry don't about worry it. about it we're gone <laughs> uh but Let's just move on to the normal episode because, like I said, we got two more normal episodes left. Oh, also for patrons, um, 
I am going to be refunding everyone for the last one that they did and closing down the Patreon so you will not be uh, charged, or at least I'm going to try to figure that out today or tomorrow at the time of this recording. So I'm going to try to figure that out, refund you for the amount, and then just put these episodes live for everyone at the time. So nothing is going to change for patrons. You are going to get the episode the same day that you normally would. It's just everyone is going to get it that time because there will no longer be a Patreon. I'm going to read the patrons this one last time, but that's it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's done, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take your money without giving you literally everything that we promised for the full month. So since we are ending at the beginning of next month, instead of going all the way until the, I believe, 15th is when people pay from the 15th to the 15th, yeah. I, I would rather just refund everybody and instead just just make it really easy for everyone. But Moving on to some housekeeping, uh, please check out our developer interview with Bobby Technology. It goes live on uh, Wednesday the 23rd. The reason that sounded so weird is because I had to take a breath. I was totally <laughs> out of breath just in the middle. So been Bobby saying Technology, a lot of words, you know, it's tough. Yeah. They're talking about their game Chaotic Era. Uh, that one goes live on Wednesday, the 23rd of March. So please check that one out once again. Each and every Wednesday, or at least for the next three Wednesdays, we put out developer interviews. We sure Big do. Josh Boy interviews some awesome developers and post We sure did. Uh, so head over to Teespring. You can buy some merchandise if you wanted to, to, to I guess... I don't know, <laughs> culminate your love of IndiePod before it's over? Before it's gone forever. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to keep like the the merch store open or anything like that. that I'm going to close it eventually. Yeah, does that do anything? Like, it doesn't charge us yeah. anything, right? Like, it just charges it doesn't charge based on... us. It's just yeah. based on when a purchase goes through, they take a cut. Yeah, it's made to order. Yeah, yeah Teespring yeah, yeah. does the like made to order thing. So uh, I... Uh, I have always tried to post our prices basically like really low yeah, for the yeah. merchandise so everyone can just pick things up for a cheap price and we make like a dollar, two dollars off of things. Yeah. So basically Teespring like tells you this is what it costs to produce like and with our cut and you can charge however much you want for this. Just know that like this much is going to be taken out of whatever you make. For so sure. normally, yeah, we basically just make like a couple bucks off of Hell any yeah, merch baby. that's ever been sold. Cause I've always just wanted to get it out there. I'll probably end up closing that maybe a month or two um, after we're all done, just in case anybody wanted for some reason to get any of like the indie pod stuff. Mm. I might get some shit just to kind of like, commemorate us yeah. having done yeah, indie I'm, pod for I'm glad years. i have the hoodie yeah that's what i i have one of the t-shirts so i think i might buy the hoodie yeah, i yeah, i yeah. think i might do that before i close the store but that'll be available for a little while longer i uh, check out the indie pod youtube channel just indie pod over there you can leave us reviews if you'd like to but at this point it's kind of unnecessary because we're gonna be done so it doesn't, yeah, it really doesn't matter it doesn't help us anymore yeah, it's like, whatever, you could do it if you'd like to. Uh, but lastly, I want to thank 
every patron, every person that oh, has yeah. ever given us any amount of time. It's been truly amazing doing this podcast for the past three years, hearing from all of you, learning about all of you, your likes and dislikes, and just kind of goofing around between our episodes where you're included or just in the Discord, literally everything. It has been just so amazing. And that's why I want to make sure that I shout out this time. You know what? I'm just going to shout out all of our patrons, not just the $3 tier and higher, because you know what? I'm fucking refunding everyone anyway. So you didn't really <laughs> like it. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I just really want to thank literally everyone. If you gave us any amount of your time over the past three years, whether it was one minute, 30 seconds, an hour, for some people, it's like several thousand hours. Truly, thank you so much for that. It, it's been so much fun, and I really want to just get it across that however much we may have like slowly lost a passion for what we were doing, it's not because of you. It's not because of anything else. It's just life happens. Things happen. For, for sure. me, I, I don't know. It was just slowly over time I realized that like this might not be something I wanted to do. So I just want you to know that I have truly appreciated every bit of time that you have given us. We have truly appreciated that. Uh, so thank you so much to Jack Perry, Serial SC. You know what? I got to read it the it's right real, time. baby. The real way for the last time. Uh, a winner is me, Ryan or Ryun, Ethan, a gamer for fun, Jonathan, Claudio, or just John. You know, I've been told they like just John. I. Uh, <laughs> Oh, dude, this one's hard. Uh, Musashi Schroeder. That one's hard. Sorry. Uh, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You are all absolutely amazing. Literally anyone who's listened to this show, spectacular. We love you for it. Big Josh Boy, let's get into what we've been playing. Of course, where as we, I guess, wrap up IndiePod, what have you been playing for your last little bit, your last leg? Yeah, yeah, my last leg. Um, so I didn't expect myself to play this game because it was, it didn't look like anything that was going to kind of knock my socks off. It just looked like a Zelda-like and people were just saying like, oh, it's a hard version of Zelda. If you don't know what game I'm talking about, I'm talking about Tunic. Create uh, Designed by, the, the developer on there was just called Tunic Team, which I think is interesting. I think there was also a specific solo developer name, but I didn't see it on the Steam page. Um, but that being said, I'm playing it because it was on Xbox Game Pass and I'm a sucker for free shit. So I figured, why not? I'll try it. Um, and honestly, I'm fucking loving it. It is. Yeah. Do, I think you should play this. Really? Lot. I think you should play this because it has. Oh, yeah, I definitely plan on it. It has very much that, you know, you can understand the souls like feel to it. It's challenging. It's got the same idea of stamina. One thing I like, though, is the attacking does not count as your stamina. It's just on your dodging and your uh, defending with your shield. Very oh, much enjoy okay. that part. Um, that's cool my favorite thing about this game though i don't give a fuck about the combat combat's cool but like whatever <laughs> but the thing that's awesome about this game and why i think people should play it is the storytelling in this world when i saw tunic everything i've seen about it looks like it's in this little forest it's these cutesy creatures you're just playing this zelda like you're smashing some pots or whatever this game is fucked up dude this world is weird as hell 
and I did not expect it. You start going into these weird chasms. You start finding these weird fucking freakishly looking like purple demon skeleton cat things that are being harnessed. And and it's it's weird. It is really strange. Uh, I did not expect it. And one of my favorite things about that is that you don't understand anything like there's no context that they give you other than this instruction manual like think of the old school games where you'd get like in an snes cartridge you'd get a booklet that would show you like random things about different areas and it might be a map of the world it might be like the buttons that you press to fight that's exactly what you're given but you only find the pages throughout the map scattered so you literally have to build the booklet and you it's it's doled out in a way that's supposed to give you kind of like some context to things you can do and some context to to areas that you're supposed to go later. Um, But it is a very free world where you can go to areas that you're not supposed to be in, but you'll probably die to this. Like (laughs) I played this area for so long because you would get next to this crystal that would steal your health. Like your maximum health would just drop if you were anywhere near it to the point where I was like one hit dead from everything. And I was like, fuck, this is really hard. I was like, what's the point of upgrading anything? I keep just getting lower and lower. And I did the whole fucking area, finished it and like left, got kind of lost and then figured out a different way that I didn't realize at first, beat a couple of bosses, did a couple of stuff. And then I found a little area, like one of those instruction manual pages for that world that I was already completed. And they were like, here's some stuff that you could do to help you. And I was like, motherfucker. I was like, what? I wasn't. And then I like everything in those books is in a different language. It's in a made up language. So you can't even read it. You just have to kind of like randomly, there'll be like a few words or numbers or things that kind of, you can figure it out on your own, but it is so much about just exploration of trying different things of just kind of figuring it out and i'm having a ton of fun with it um combat it it can be tough like i think that because of my stupidity of exploring in random places i probably shouldn't have i'm also a little bit stronger than i should be in certain areas because i'm just like i've upgraded my my abilities based on finding items that i shouldn't have had yet but that being said it's not that hard you people can figure it out like it's i don't know (laughs) most of the bosses take me at least like two two times and then i get it um but i don't know i'm also being very meticulous exploring everywhere finding all the upgradable things and stuff like that so if you're just like rushing through things you probably will have a hard time but i still think it's a lot of fun i think that the world is awesome i definitely think von you're gonna enjoy it to a degree i'm sure you'll find some nitpicky thing where you're like he swings this way and it kind of ruins your experience but i think if you fucking look past that shit uh which you normally don't i think you'll enjoy yourself <laughs> i've actually wanted to check out well i've wanted to play tunic for the longest time ever since it was revealed it seemed like something that was totally going to be my jam but of course like a thousand fucking delays let alone just normal everyday hey we don't know when this game is coming yeah, out yeah 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 it it's just been such a long time coming that now that tunic is finally out i'm like bitch i get you on my time you know yeah, you're out I get it. like i get it i ain't got no fucking i, I try to i've been wasting time on you like hoping that you were gonna show up for years no. and at this point you can wait for me to play you. You know what I mean? I, so- I respect it. I respect it. I totally get it. The thing for me, like why I think that I'm so positive with this is I had no 
interest in this going into it like when people talked about tunic i was like yeah whatever it seems cool but it just feels like another zelda like because of the way that i've heard about it and the way that i've seen it and uh my expectations were very low i first was very pissed off at like the challenge part of it but as i got farther into it and just got better with the mechanics and started learning more about the world i was like damn this is pretty good i'm enjoying it so all right well i'm excited to hop into it. i will tell you right now I'm not going to play it for a little bit because Big Josh Boy. All have right. You been playing so, Elden Ring? No, that's the thing. I have not been playing Elden Ring. I, I got the puppy and I've been hanging out with her a bit more. Playing with the puppy? That's not a game. No. Okay. So that's what I was going to say is that. So I got the puppy and I've been hanging out with her a bit more. And then, like, I've been trying to hop into Elden Ring every now and then, but I've kind of hit a wall where I keep getting my ass beat. Oh, and I'm like, you know what? Rough. This is fucking pissing me off, and I I kind of just, like, I came to a point, like, I listened to a book that pissed me off, because they doing my boy dirty. Like, I, I just... Everything's so making many things, you mad. Yeah, they're Don't annoying play anything. Right you know now. what? Don't play Tunic. Don't play Tunic, because you're not in the, okay, you're not in the right mindset. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to play Tunic, because yeah. it's going to piss me off. Instead, you know what, what I've been doing is... Comfort is, food games. Yeah, that okay, that's what yeah. I was going to say, is that... What I'm doing right now is like I read through the a silent voice manga mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I need some more fucking romance in my life. So I like re-upped my Funimation subscription. Oh, no, okay. nah, I've been watching Hori Mia because that shit is fucking dope. It's like a romantic comedy. Okay. I basically like I don't know if anybody knows this about me. I'm a fucking sucker for romantic comedies and romance. Like I just I love that shit. Not a really romantic guy, just in general. My wife has pointed that out several times. So it's actually kind of funny. But, you know, I like me the romantic comedies, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I need, I, I just need something to cool me down. I'm going to get some fucking romance up in here. I'm going to watch Hori Mia. I'm going to read Hori Mia. I'm going to, I bought Nianokuni Wrath of the White Witch, uh, the, the PlayStation 4 remastered on Amazon. It's going to show up tomorrow. That's some comfort oh, food there shit right go. there. I'm going to start yeah. playing that bad boy. And I'm just going to chill. I'm going to chill yeah. for a while, you know? I get and it. And then maybe I'll it. fucking play some Elden Ring or Tunic in like you know what, you know what you should a play? little while. You should play some Binding of Isaac. I'll share your fucking mouth. The Blue, like, the like, Blue yeah. King Collection, there's a Steam sale that makes like everything only 20 bucks for like every game that Edmund, Edmund McMillan has ever done. So you should uh, should check that out. I own the Binding of Isaac. Then you should fucking play it, you bitch. (laughs) I've owned it for like years. You know what's crazy is I, so that was my comfort food. I've talked about this before, but that was my comfort food. Whenever I'm like pissed off at games or just don't want to play anything, I just go back to that. Um, But I don't know how much longer I'll be able to do that because I'm uh, pretty close to 100%ing that game. Oh my God, what are you going to do, Big Josh? I don't know. After like Binding of Isaac, you've just sucked to that bitch dry. I, do I you only, just like, I only have like, do you four buy more it on characters. the Nintendo Switch and have to do it all over again? Ah, that's a You're good like, question. Go. That's a Let's good go. question. I might, I might, um, but probably not. Probably not. No, you don't, don't want to do that? I don't okay. know. I've, I've sunk in so much time into that game, uh, but I don't. Then again, maybe I will, because you know, there was always the 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 drive to play something new so I could talk about it on the podcast. I was always the one who was trying to keep us the professional, like, hey, we still talk about indie games. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> I haven't like, played an indie game in I'm, months, dude. I don't remember the last time you talked about one. <laughs> um 
but like one of the Last things time I talked about one was we, we did the my friend Pedro book club because I fucking had to. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean that's the same thing with Infernax, and I'm sure you didn't even try it yet. So anyway, nope. I, yeah, I know. But anyway, <laughs> one of the good things about that is I won't feel that pressure. But one of the bad things is I might just play Binding of Isaac for the rest of my life. Who knows? Hey, that sounds like a good life for you, Big Josh Boy. If that if that's what you love, can't wait to start another podcast and be like, what have you been doing this week, Big Josh Boy? And you're like, fucking Binding of Isaac. And I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. I know. So, Big Josh Boy, let's get into our main news stories. These are kind of some some interesting ones. Big Josh Boy's not really feeling the second one, but let's I'm, hop into I'm the not. first. It's over on IGN. It's written by Cat Bailey, and it is Ori Developers Culture Reportedly Oppressive, No Longer Working with Xbox. I like how that's the headline that they took out of all of this. Like they say oppressive like maybe once in yeah. this entire article and the no longer working with Xbox thing, Josh had to like fucking control F to try to find where they actually speak about this Xbox thing because they don't. They're like, Oh, they missed a couple of deadlines and like fiscal things are kind of annoying. So Xbox was like Nick's, but that's about it. And so big Josh boy had to go try to find whatever thing that they were sourcing. It's fucking weird, but Moon Studios, the developers behind Ori in the Blind Forest and its sequel, is reportedly an oppressive place to work that has myriad issues with crunch, verbal abuse, and poor organization. This is according to a new report by GamesBeat, which reports... Uh, I just find it, I hate it when things are repeated twice in like the same sentence. It bothers me so much. Uh, reports that Xbox is no longer working with the studio following what was said to be a difficult relationship. Ugh. Yeah. I just hate very that so much. It's, it's like, very difficult. This is according to a new report. The the verbal, the crunch, verbal abuse, and bad, poor organization is all according to a report where Xbox was just like, they're kind of turds, you know? Yep. Like, whatever. <laughs> just that's, such, it's so weird. It, baby. I, the lengthy report details a range of allegations, most of which centered around the studio's founders, Thomas Mahler, and I'm going to call this dude Garadelli. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. So it's Gennady Corral. I don't know. Uh, they, according... They include reports of constant arguments, a crunch culture in which developers were expected to be available at all hours and on weekends, and steady and a steady stream of racist, sexist, and anti-Semitic banter. It's an oppressive workplace for sure, but it's hard to pinpoint one thing because in isolation, all of these incidents, they have, uh, if they happened once, you would think they are small things, one developer is quoted as saying. When you're dealing with that for multiple years, you're going to see the decline in people's mental health. I can say that for myself personally, I was properly messed up after we finished. I've never been depressed until that moment. I lost my passion for my job because they drummed it out of me. Another developer is quoted as saying, we're the found, or we're the, we're, were the founders both belligerent 
Yes. In my opinion, uh, was it limited to those two? Yes. Unprofessional on an hourly basis? Yes. Harassing? Yes. The full report paints a picture of a studio with a perfectionist culture that rarely provides positive feedback and burned out developers. The story also covered issues with bonuses and other problems. Developers reportedly compared the issues to at Moon Studios to those at Bungie and at Activision Blizzard, which had have captured headlines with their own problems. Moon Studios originally found success... Okay, I'm not going to read that part because we all fucking know. Uh, But while Moon Studios was closely associated with Xbox, it reportedly had a fraught relationship with the platform holder. Uh, Filled with missed deadlines, conflicts over funding amounts, and constantly changing scope. Moon Studios' next project is reportedly an action RPG that... uh, that it is developing with or in partnership with private division. IGN reached out to Microsoft for comment and will update this story when they respond. But Mahler and Corral responded to the allegations in a lengthy statement to GamesBeat. Oh, this is it's a big this boy. This is a long one. It's a big boy. All right, Ugh. let's get let's get ready for this. Got to get all my pops out. I. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't believe the experiences suggested by your questions are representative of the more than 80 Moon Studios team members who are thriving and doing great work or doing great work every day, nor do we believe they are representative of the experiences of former members of our team. In fact, we are very proud of our history, making people happy, advancing their careers, and contributing to their financial success. We built Moon Studios with a simple premise. First, we wanted to create... Okay, dude, I got to, you know what? I'm going to skip through a couple of this because it kind of is just like PR. They're just yeah, like, it's like sure. PR jargon where they're just like, this is why we founded Moon Studios. We're fucking dope. And it's like, I'm just going to move on past that bit because it's kind of just like self-aggrandizing and I'm just going to move on. Uh, what makes our team so powerful is our global and cultural diversity. We have team members working from more than 40 different countries across four continents and a flat studio structure that allows everyone to speak honestly and directly and to challenge and push each other to do our very best work we purposely set out to create a different kind of studio once again like i'm saying it's just them stroking their own dick here Uh, one that encourages creativity open communication collaboration and performance the result has been oh my god just again the result has been two award-winning games stop just stop. Finally, we appreciate the irony. I don't understand how this is ironic, but whatever. We appreciate the irony that we, an Australian and Israel, Israeli Jew, oh, sorry, Austrian. I honestly, I read it Australian both times. I'm going <laughs> to be honest. When I first read it, I was like, Australian. Okay, Austrian and Israeli Jew uh, started this multicultural enterprise we view each other as brothers and like brothers we sometimes argue and frequently tease each other we have made jokes at our own expense or at our own expense about the differences in our backgrounds and there may have been times that our teasing of each other have come off as insensitive and may have made others feel uncomfortable Uh moon studios has prospered for 12 years we have grown and learned so much over all of these years We have been privileged to work with many 
many great and extremely talented people. We are truly grateful and proud of our team, those who are here today, as well as those who spent time at Moon and have since moved to other ventures. Uh, we are happy to have made a positive difference in their lives. We are not perfect, but we deeply care about our talent and are constantly working hard to improve. We, uh, if we have ever made anyone feel uncomfortable or let anyone down, we regret that and we will always strive to do better. Um, this is kind of, uh, that's, that's mostly the end of this little bit. Of course, go to games beat and check out the full report as big Josh boy pointed out to me before this, there are several things that they like, don't even broach where they're just like, Oh Yeah. I guess I now see why they say that it's ironic that like they're supposed uh, anti-Semitic comments. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get why. Like, I, I get that you could say that between two friends that are both of like Jewish descent and possibly even practicing uh, Jews, I, I totally, I, I guess I understand how they could mock each other and possibly like, a bystander could find that anti-Semitic, but they wouldn't have a problem with it because I, I do goof on shit like this with friends of mine. Like I, I say sure. shit that's technically like self-deprecating and and deprecating of men in general, and I could see how other men would find that insensitive and possibly get annoyed by that. But it seems like they're not really. I guess they're not really coming at this with full transparency because there are several things that we've seen or big Josh boy pointed out to me in this report that are like, it's not just limited to, you know, anti-Semitic comments. Like they, they have said, or in text channels said other things that people will absolutely find insensitive or insulting. So sure. how do you feel about this? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you want a quick view of this and you're interested in coming up with your own opinion, definitely look at the GamesBeat article because there's some snippets and screenshots to things that are like I, I kind of had a very interesting approach at this article for by just reading the IGN one. I was like, this is interesting because you get this side of there's a number of people upset, but then you also get the PR side of like, Oh, it's not that bad, right? And and you're kind of like, if you read just this article, you're kind of on the fence, I feel like, or at least I was, of being like, I don't know the full picture, right? And there's more to it. And then after looking through the Games Beat article, I was like, I feel like they're kind of shitty people <laughs> based on what I saw. And granted, you know, you can't, uh, like, I won't say that, like, I, I know everything 100%, but I will say that the things that I've seen, uh, if they're not, you know, altered in any form make them it paints them in a bad light uh and i i find it would be very hard for someone to argue not uh that not being the case that being said i think regardless of like how you interact with your buddies like if you act a certain way or say certain things that you think you know if like it, it's the same thing of like me and you saying something on here right like we joke and we say a lot of weird fucked up shit but like there is a certain line you don't cross right and that's kind of like it's an unspoken truth to a certain degree um and i think that there's certain people who maybe when you know they have a camera on them or when they're in a more professional light they might just change their 
attitude or they might change the, the way they say things and like then you wouldn't know right there's no that that's a deep dark secret that they can keep and whatever and that's fine because like as shitty as it is to still have those beliefs or have that mindset like they're also not pushing that on others but in this case it's like there's a time and a place for everything and if you're in chats or things in meetings in an actual work environment where others are then experiencing this attitude or this behavior that you're hey it's okay because <laughs> we're buddies like that's fine but like read the room like it's not just you and your buddies you are owners of a business right like you don't get to just be like well it's my business so i get to be however i want like unfortunately that's just not the case like that would be the case if it was just you two running the business but there's other people and so like if you're offending someone you're offending your workers like you have to take some kind of like uh, action to correct that right you have to change your behaviors because it's just not acceptable in certain situations um and once again, I don't want to say that I know everything or that I 100% am like saying, oh, they're the bad guys or whatever, because I don't know. But I will say the shit that I've seen from this, from the Games Beat thing, make them look pretty shitty. And like, and that sucks because, uh, you know, I love the Ori and the Blind Forest games. I think they're great. And I think uh, that it is a shame to hear about this because I, I'm so tired of hearing that this studio that I know and love is full of uh terrible things but it seems to be every company has their you know skeletons in the closet um it also seems very directed like i'd love to know more about this like i want to like they said like oh we're gonna talk to xbox but like i don't care what xbox has to say i want to know what the workers have to say because xbox was the publisher in this it's not like xbox owned this company at the time it's not like they were a hundred percent on top of things right they're the publisher they gave them money yeah, they could well, really only shed light on what their working relationship was like with Moon. Right. They could only be like, yeah, they did miss several deadlines or whatever. But at, at that point, Xbox kind of opens themselves up to people asking questions like, well, were your deadlines actually like... Realistic. Were, yeah, were they realistic in the first place? Because you're kind of shitting on them for missing deadlines. But if you're like, hey, this shit has to be done in a year, they're like, bruh, what? You yeah. know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I, I could definitely see why you say, like, why is Xbox such a big part of this when they really shouldn't be? The, the, the majority of this should be about the people that worked there. There right. there are a few things in this games beat thing while just like sorting through it. Initially before Big Joshua was like, hey, you gotta check out this summary of allegations thing. There's a picture directly below it. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't know. Like if this was before, like the 10 to 12 years before, I could see why somebody would say this and they think it's okay. And then I realized, of course, like an idiot, that it's like happy new year 2021. Like yeah. apparently this happened last year and they're yeah. still using this word that it's like we i guess just as a fucking society have come to a point where it's like it's not cool you know it's like i get it it was like i, I said it in the past because it was just part of what people said it, it was a thing it was just part of vernacular at the yeah, time sure. especially when i was a teenager that word was just there it was in i guess the zeitgeist at the time and mm -hmm. since we have all slowly come to terms with the fact that like it's fucked up like it's not it's not necessary and i remember when somebody pointed it out to me they were like 
there are thousands of other words that you could use to get the exact same point across without possibly hurting anyone. And I was like, that's a great point. Just a slightly, like a small amount more effort on my part means that no one has to get annoyed. Or like, I, I get that you, there is of course, like always the, you can't make everyone happy, but it's like, eh, For sure. You're at least avoiding the like the fucking, obvious. you know, yeah, the easy pickings, you know. So I don't know exactly how to feel about this. It's it's of course possible that not much of this happened or it's it's a lot to say about nothing. But at the very least, this the few things we've seen, like this little snippet or whatever, doesn't look good. It, right. it really doesn't it's- reflect well on the studio. Or at least the the two founders the t- of this. Yeah, game. it's it's interesting because um, we're not going to see much of anything from this. Like we we never do, right? Uh, oh yeah. What's interesting is it brings more awareness of like people that are in that company. Like it's it's good for them more than for anyone else because I think a lot of people don't give a shit. Like the general consumer isn't going to be like I'm never buying Ori in the Blind Forest type games or whatever comes from you know Moon Studios games, whatever that next one is. Like you might have a few people or or a good majority of people or or minority of people, but like majority of people don't know what's going on. They will never read this article, right? Um, it's just the people who are either listening to this podcast or random readers on IGN or people who are more involved in this community. But like I think what's good about articles like this coming out is the people inside the company to say like, oh yeah, I do feel like that. And like, maybe they're not talking to others. And then they see this and then can reach out. Like this is where those anonymous people come from, where they like, all right, I'll talk to a person about X, Y, Z. And if there's a, a, a flood of these people, then you're like, then you could say like, no, you're fucking wrong PR statement. Like your whole thing about how like, oh, this is only a few people saying that they're upset. And granted that happens. Like, you know, this could be a flip side of the story where certain people just are upset by certain things. And like, that's, you can't please everyone. Although once again, the things that they said were still fucked up, but like, we don't know that it's going to be every single person says that, or a majority of it says it, but it's good that this article comes out. So now it can be like, oh yes, that is the case. And we're going to either stand up or we're going to say something because then possibly something changes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you make a great point. I just, I don't have much more to say about this. Like big Joshua said, I I don't know if we will ever actually get 100% of the story. And that's for the most part, literally every one of these stories, Activision Blizzard, like everything happening there, we'll never even get all of that. Like it's just and that they have actual legal action going against them. The only way that we ever actually see, which is just so fucking dumb and weird. The only time that we ever get more of the picture is when other things that are just barely related to the industry come to light in other ways, like fucking finding out that uh, I believe it's that Sony refuses to do crossplay because they're not getting paid for it. And the only reason you find that out is because of documents that were brought up in like, uh, I believe Epic versus Apple. Like, yeah, there's just, that's like the only time that we actually get answers for shit is just when a shitload of documents are just randomly released from someone else. That's just like, Oh yeah, you didn't know that happened. It's literally like, 
it, it almost reminds me of these instances of like most people knowing something, but it not really coming up very similar to like the Bill Cosby thing where it's like, apparently that was just a widely known thing until Hannibal Burris is just like, nah, dude, that's real. Like it's, it's just something random happens at the point where you're just like, Oh, okay. So I don't think we'll ever actually get the full story out of this, but so everyone can keep that in mind. And hopefully like Josh said, uh, So hopefully the developers at Moon Studios or just, I guess, within the games development community can see this and be like, okay, we understand we are supported and this is not okay. Like, it's not something that we have to deal with. So there you go. Moving on, our next and last news story for today comes by way of IGN. It is reported by Matt Kim and it is just a roundup for the uh, Humble Games, I guess, like, announcement pack that they have i I don't really know i guess there's the humble game showcase that they did a bunch of different games were shown or i guess had like cinematic trailer gameplay reveals or just rebranding which is really interesting um so the things shown are uh, minoka 2 was was shown it got a reveal trailer it's odd um i don't know uh then there's Stray Gods, which is just uh, Chorus rebranded into Stray Gods, but the cinematic trailer is like, I mean, it looks cool, but it's basically the same thing we had before, you know? Yeah. I guess it's it's nice to know that now when I want updates on Chorus, I have to look up Stray Gods and not Chorus, so that's fun. Uh, we got Coral Island, we got a gameplay trailer, Moonscars, a gameplay trailer, um, Ghost Song, there's a gameplay trailer, Signalis, I believe is how it's meant to be said, gameplay trailer, Infinite Guitars, gameplay trailer, basically a lot of gameplay trailers. Uh, Chinatown Detective Agency got, I believe, a release date of April 7th. Iron, The Iron Oath got a gameplay trailer, and that is it. Josh, you got some spicy takes. How you feeling about the Humble Game Showcase? I mean, I wouldn't say they're spicy takes. I would just say I'm not really interested in any of these games. Not I like, the only reason I find that spicy is because it seems like there are a few where I'm like, oh, I'm surprised Josh isn't into this. Like, like Infinite Guitars. That seems like it might be something that it, you would like, or the Iron Oath. Yeah, well, Iron Oath seems more like a tactics game, which I don't really care about tactics that much. And the music rhythm RPG type game does feel like mine, you know, like my style. But I've talked about this before. One of my biggest things with games that try to be rhythm games, but then add a like slap on a different aspect, like an RPG or some kind of thing to it. They often do what I think, as much as I love mashing two genres, I think if they're not done well, what happens is you get two half-baked pieces. And I looked at the rhythm-based part of that, and I was just like not... I was very underwhelmed to the point yeah. where I I think that any rhythm game that isn't like a just this is all we do and we know rhythm and this is like, you know, Tycho drums or DDR or whatever, like if it's not very specific on it, it's usually just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good and i very much think it's going to be that case and so i don't i don't i just don't want to get into it i'll wait if i hear like this is the best game fucking ever when i hear reviews come out for it i'll be like all right i'll check it out but like very low expectations (laughs) and that's not to say it's a bad game it's just i know that it won't 
fit what I'm looking for. Um, All right. And that's that's pretty much everything in this. Like, I think that there's a lot of interesting games and probably games that are going to be fun. But like all of them seem just enough where I'm not interested in it. Like it's, it doesn't hit that bar where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd play that. It's games where I'm like, this might be fun, but like, eh, not for me. All right. The the one that really stands out to me is Moon Scars. I think it looks really, really cool. And it reminds me a lot of Blasphemous, but hopefully with a little less body horror. Because that was the thing about Blasphemous for me where I just can't do body horror. I'm not a fan. Like I, I see in Moon Scars that there are these like kind of fleshy beasts. And I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. But once you get into like fucking increasing your sword's damage by stabbing yourself with it and like all sorts of weird stuff. I'm like, this is weird. I, I don't know. There's like, there's just a line I draw in the sand and blasphemous definitely fucking crosses it pretty quick. So moon scars looks cool though. I, I don't know from what I've seen. The gameplay trailer looked interesting. Gameplay looks a lot like blasphemous. That's why I brought it up. But other than that, I don't have much to say. Signalis looks pretty cool. I've been following it on Twitter for a while, but I'm also just not like a horror guy. I thought yeah. the game looked really cool, but I'm like, I don't know. Just horror is not really my jam. I'm scared of enough things just normally. So like, I don't really need you to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I, I think the infinite guitar or just infinite guitars looks very cool. Yeah. But like you said, just looking at it, I can definitely definitely see the half-baked parts where yeah. like it does look like they just mash these things together. But hopefully it comes out and it's like apparently feels really good. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. We'll I don't know. Time will I tell. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big Josh boy, that is the end of our main news stories. So it's time to hop into news cram. Uh, this week in news cram, excuse, I excuse didn't me. do. Excuse me, where's my cram? <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Go I ahead, didn't go have go enough to go into. Feel Wait. free, feel free. I'm so flustered. I, I didn't even cram. Ugh, this is awful. This, You know what? I quit. We're done. You know what? In, <laughs> in, this is the last... Uh, uh, in, in three episodes that's all i'll give you yeah you're like i'll, I'll give you a couple more i'll give you, know you a couple why? more and then i'm done feel free take your take your cram now you feeling it you still want to give me a cram is that oh, good thank you big josh that like was it? a good one that was good uh so in news cram i decided not to do all of the new stuff because honestly it's like the most laborious thing out of any <laughs> pod like the most annoying thing about doing the show is doing that so i was like you know what i'm not gonna do that this week i i slowly kind of want to just phase things out so a lot of it is us just kind of talking and goofing for these last couple episodes but i did want to bring up these quick news stories i've got two for you today our first quick news story for today comes from wave ign where it supported that the media indie exchange 2022 will take place on march 22nd at 10 a.m pt and after which you can watch the black voices in gaming stream which starts at 12 p.m pt you can stream this in a bunch of different places um this was reported by ign so of course there were like eight million ways that you can stream this through ign so don't worry if you want to watch it fucking go to ign and they'll be streaming it apparently it's a lot. Um, as well as the news that Tequila Works developers of Rhyme and Deadlight, which is, I've played a little bit of it, shit's dope, uh, have been purchased by Chinese tech giant Tencent. I don't know if One they more. gave a figure, <laughs> but yeah, that's 
cool. Tencent owns them. I, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's it sucks in a sense, but also there's not really much we can do about it. So, I mean, you could just not buy Tequila Works games anymore, but that just kind of like might put people out of work. So it's like, uh, are you punishing this small development team because they decided to like, in a sense, sell out? Like, I don't, yeah. seems like you might not have cared about them all that much in the first place but that's where it comes down is just like most people cannot like afford to make like what would be moral purchasing decisions so it's like ah just let people fucking live their lives if they want to play tequila works games let them play them whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that is the end of news cram so it's time for us to hop into our indie shout outs big joshua what do you have for me this week i have a very weird one um this is called terror bane emphasis on error uh, it's capitalized in the name for some reason. Well, not for some reason. It's because it's all about glitches and bugs. It is a very <laughs> strange looking RPG that has this whole comedic aspect to it, which is it's whatever. Uh, I find that ha- putting comedy in a game can sometimes be a real hit or a miss. Um, that being said, what really interests me is the fact that one, they're pushing like the whole point of the game is to kind of like glitch it out and find bugs that are like they're intended bugs but they're supposed to be bugs you know which is like a weird play on on a game in general but also it pays a bunch of homage to games throughout history um so it reminds me a lot of uh, i've talked about this before but evo land which is a really cool game that plays through the evolution uh, evolution of video games in general like going from 8-bit to 16-bit to 32-bit to like different generations in gaming and i just Something about it seems really interesting to me. I like the wackiness of it. I like the fact that uh, it's all about glitches. Um, there was a part where, you, like I saw in the trailer, your character is like walking up to a door and instead of opening the door and going in it, you just literally take the door and it goes, one door obtained. And it's like shit like that, I think is so friggin' weird. And I'm very much into the idea of a game that is buggy as hell, but is on purpose buggy as hell. And you're trying to make it that way. Um, because it's just, it's very backwards when it comes to what you're looking for in a game. So I'm looking forward to it. It's called Terrorbane. It's made by bit nine studio. Uh, I believe it comes out April 1st is what they said on steam. Yeah, uh, April 1st, 2022. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Terrorbane on steam, wishlist the game or pick it up. If you hear this in April, looks like an interesting one. I mean, you do have to love that, like, literally any glitches, bugs, anything that come out of this, they could be, this is the definition of it's not a bug, it's a feature. Yeah. Like, yeah, they can get away with a lot. They literally have that excuse immediately. And that's honestly hilarious. Like, good for you for fucking goofing on people like that. For sure. Um, For my indie shout out this week, I want to talk about a game called Derelicts. My balls. <laughs> It's a uh, it's a survival craft game, which I love, but Big Josh Boy, not a fan of. Not a fan. Um, it's basically like you're returning to Earth after some weird disaster floods it with radiation. And I honestly just love that concept in general and kind of trying to, to, to find out what exactly happened, why this radiation like disaster 
came to, I guess, came to pass for the most part. And of mm-hmm. course, there's the survival craft elements. There seems to be a small amount of like sci-fi, which I'm into. And then there's a whole lot of base building, which is like, bruh, I love me some base building, okay? I will I'm this into thing. that shit. <laughs> so... I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I just, I honestly kind of, I, I love survival craft games. I think they're super fucking fun. Uh, Big Joshua just hates them because, you know, I, like he's he's a bummer. I am yeah. a bummer if that is the Out of the, the two of us, it's like Big Josh boy, he's a bummer. He's definitely you know? <laughs> a bummer. I think, I think the listeners would probably agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like Big Josh boy, he's he's the one out here. He's always shitting on stuff. Like, boy, I fucking love Christmas so much and he's like, "God, Christmas sucks so bad. The music is garbage. Uh the fucking stories are garbage. They're all the same. It's all stupid." And I'm like, "Josh, come on, man. People people this is a just the best time of the year." I'm getting gaslit. Big bummer, dude. Fuck, bro. Yeah, you're getting gaslit right now. <laughs> yeah, check out Derelicts. Uh, it is oh developed goodness. by Romaine, I believe, is the uh, developer's name. They have a Steam page open, but it's just TBA. I mean, they, how could they you go wrong with to, a name like that? I know. They don't seem to have any like specific dates. So that's it for our indie <laughs> shoutouts. Time to hop into our listener questions. Phil writes in and says, if you had to live in a world where either vampires or were real or werewolves were, which do you choose? Why not both? Oh, yeah. Porque no los dos. Porque. Um, probably vampires I'll go with because werewolves would really? just eat the shit out of you, whereas vampires would bite you, suck your neck, and then you become a vampire. Is that how it works? At least you hope. Yeah. Like it depends on what kind of vampire. Because well, there are those well, that just fucking kill you. That's true, but you have a better chance because werewolves just fucking kill you no matter what. Well, that's the thing. Lycanthropy is apparently very similar to vampirism, where it's like, oh, you get bit, you become a werewolf. Like, so I don't See, know. I feel like with vampires, though, it's more easy for them to bite you and leave you as opposed to a werewolf who's fucking raged out. Like, they're roided up. Yeah. They're going to not just like bite you and be like, oh, there you go. All right. See you later. I'll see you when you're one of me. They're going to fucking eat you. Yeah. Plus there's always like vampires are slaves to their hunger, mm-hmm. but werewolves are just beasts. Yeah. Like they've, they've never they been no really control. like shown to have a whole lot of, I guess, intelligence outside of the, uh, like the lichens from the underworld series like seemingly they have some form of control but i don't know if it's like 100 percent. and uh specifically like hugh jackman and fucking van helsing with that dope ass wig um <laughs> when he becomes a werewolf spoiler alert for like a fucking i don't know 20 year old movie old movie <laughs> he seemingly has control over his werewolf abilities but that's a dope ass werewolf i gotta tell you that's just sweet that's a cool werewolf right there yeah i love I that it. movie it's not a good movie but i love that movie <laughs> yeah yeah i, I don't but know you do i mean i well also it becomes like i think the question is kind of hinting at like would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf i know that's always the thing is like you live in this world you could be one technically yeah so it's like would you like to have to to fuck around with like full moons every month or you just like you're a vampire and you watch everyone that you love die and uh you just constantly have to fucking feed on people 
Hmm. So it's a hard. Well, why question would you have to watch everyone you love die? Why can't you just turn them into you vampires? You could. Well, here's the thing: you could make them into vampires if you wanted to, but a lot of people, like especially in vampire fiction, think that that's pretty fucked up because most vampires are very self-loathing. They do not like being what they are. Yeah. So it's like, well, eh. maybe they would like being what they are if they had vampire loved ones. Maybe also, they just need love, bro. Are you right? burning in the daylight? Like, are, are you sparkling? Is this that's some twilight a pretty, shit? Or are you burning in the daylight? That's a pretty big problem. But also, I think I'd be okay with just chilling at nighttime. I mean, I stay I'm in my house of like nighttime most of the in time general, anyway. Though. Ooh, you know what though? I feel like werewolves would be easier to avoid because you got one day a month where it's just like, or how basically many- like the purge, <laughs> but with werewolves. <coughs> yeah. However, often full moons come around. You would just like, okay, we've got our werewolf kit. We get in like a cellar or whatever, or we all just go to some sort of like center where we're all safe from werewolves. But then I guess you might have like the werewolf among us situation where yeah. it's just like, maybe a werewolf is inside, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like werewolves would be easier to avoid, but vampires are kind of cooler. Yeah, like, that's kind of I how... love werewolves, but vampires are kind of cooler. I'd, I think I'd rather be a vampire than a werewolf. So I think I'll go with the vampire world. Yeah, especially because werewolves are just nerfed so hard by the full moon thing. Like, yeah. it just sucks so much. Unless you're talking about something like Teen Wolf. Well, no, I guess in Teen Wolf, I think they also do the fucking full moon thing. I'm talking about the, uh, not the movie. I'm talking about the fucking MTV series. <laughs> the, like, no shittier idea. Teen Wolf is what most people would think. I don't know. That's a hard one. You know... I'm going to go with werewolves because I just like, I feel like that would be easier to avoid. I don't think I'd ever really want to be either. Cause like, man, that's like a lot of shit that I wouldn't want to deal with. Like having to lock myself up so I don't accidentally eat my fucking kids or some shit like one day a month or however many times there's full moons. And then like vampirism, like cool. Immortality is fun, but like you can never see daylight again. And you're just constantly fucking hungry. You're just like, that just sounds like it blows, dude. So I, I feel constantly hungry as it is. So what's the difference? I mean, once again, it kind of comes to like, what kind of a vampire are you? Are yeah. you just the like, kind of like emo sexy vampire? Or are you like fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula? Who kind of like, I don't know. It's just, know. it's hard. It's I hard. I'd, I think I'd be emo sexy vampire. Yeah, you okay. Are you talking like emo sexy vampire like Twilight or like emo sexy vampire like I don't know. I'm trying to think of another emo sexy vampire. Like fucking anyone from the Underworld series or Blade. Like them's uh you know what? Actually, that's the better version. I was like emo sexy Twilight. Twilight fucking sucks. Like every vampire yeah. in Underworld super hot. Every vampire in fucking Blade super hot. Vampires are just hot. I think mm-hmm. that's what comes with it. That is maybe yeah. only sexy people can become vampires. Oh, baby! About that? I'm I'm filling filling out that application right now. <laughs> You'd get in, don't you worry, Big oh, Josh? But so they'd be sweet. like, "Look at this cute ass boy. Yeah, he never boy. go. He's just gonna go gray. He's never gonna go bald. It's like <laughs> he's gonna let's go, go. gray. That's Wait, right, hold up! If I become a werewolf, like werewolves are hairy. Ooh. If I become a werewolf, will I regrow my hair? Or maybe you'll just be a werewolf that's just bald. And that would fucking like just that one like naked mole rat. <laughs> like no, a no, fucking was... werewolf. 
<laughs> yeah, naked. And that's a funnier one. I, I enjoy the idea of you being this fully fledged, just like t- all hair. But then you've got this like one just spot, this bald spot on the top. <laughs> that would be so fucking depressing. <laughs> I would hate that so much. But like, also, can vampires go bald? You know? It's a good question. I, I mean, know. Nosferatu was bald. But you got to wonder if that's choice. That's true. You know? Like maybe that's maybe that's his aesthetic choice. Like or maybe germaphobe. Like uh, what's his face? The guy from Deal or No Deal doesn't like the bugs living in his in his hair. That's true. So that's true. I don't know. I don't. This know. is a tough. This is a tough one. Yeah, it's a toughie. I'm still gonna go with werewolves just because I feel like it would be easier to fight off a werewolf. But depends. I don't know. It really depends. But like. Uh, Sam from Canada writes in and says, which perspective do you prefer most for a game and why? First person, third person, over the top, or isometric? So Big Joshua, which do you prefer? It's a good question, and it really depends on the genre. I feel like in a lot of cases, you know, like if I'm playing a platformer, I generally want it to be... um, I don't want it to be first person because I feel like it's impossible to play things like that. Um, for a lot of roguelikes and games that I play, I love playing as like isometric, if not like top down type view. Um, I, I think generally, I, I generally, I don't really care too much about first person shooters, although some of my favorite games are in that genre, like Bioshock and, and Fallout. But like, I feel like isometric would probably be my bread and butter because uh, the majority of games I play have that. All right. For me, it would have to be third person. Um, I honestly just like that. I I enjoy constantly having the aesthetic of like what your character looks like. And I yeah. feel like that also goes into games like Games as a Service or MMOs where like your character and whatever they look like is also part of the experience where with first person games, like I really do enjoy destiny, but you don't really get to like enjoy the fact that your guardian looks fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you're in first person, like sure you get to go to the menus and stuff. And yeah, my friend gets to look at me and be like, man, that's cool. But like, I don't fucking know. And third person, I just honestly enjoy that a little bit more for, for the cool aspect of it, you know, always, Mm -hmm. always looking for that sweet drip, but also because, uh, uh, but also because I honestly just find them easier to play, especially in like very gameplay heavy games that have Mm. to do with like countering and such, because it's just so much easier to see lead ups and tells in third person. And you never really have to worry about people getting behind you and you not being able to see them because you can always see that area around you unless it's something like god of war which is the third person but it's a fixed camera over the shoulder that limits your like visibility but in games like ghost of tsushima or in like horizon zero dawn two games that i played recently i actually really enjoyed that because more often than not nothing could sneak up on me because i'm like i can fucking see everything Plus, in like competitive shooters, man, it is so nice to see around corners with yeah, third person. For sure. That's why everyone fucking uses emotes to cheat it. And they're like, I'm going to look around this rock by using a fucking frying pan emote or some bullshit. So I do, yeah, I prefer third person for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but that 
end of the show. Thanks everyone so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside of the show, from now on, I would definitely recommend just hitting us up at our own individual Twitters, me at Hyde Legion, Josh at the underscore George 90, because I don't know how active we will be on the IndiePod Twitter after this is done. Maybe we'll keep it active. I'm not exactly sure, but for anyone who didn't catch it at the front, because it's like 11 minutes in, this is one of, this is the beginning of the end for IndiePod. We've got three more episodes coming, three more mainline episodes, including this one, uh, with the last one going live on the 5th of next month. It's been a fun ride. Uh, we've loved doing the show, but it's just time for us to move on. The last episode, not going to be a normal episode, but instead us reminiscing on IndiePod and just talking about it. We're going to do a lot more listener questions, so be sure to write in anyone who's got anything to say about IndiePod, positive, negative, constructive, whatever, who gives a shit? It's our last episode do that. We'll be uh, filming that one on the 4th, so be sure to get them in by the 4th at like 5.30pm Mountain Time is when we do it. But yeah, this has been so much fun. I've loved it so much. Let's go over the housekeeping one more time before we hop off. Check out the Bobby Technology developer interview. They're talking about their game Chaotic Era. That one goes live on the 23rd of March. Check out the IndiePod store. I'll keep it live for a little while longer if you want to pick up some merch. You can check out the YouTube channel. You can watch these episodes. You don't really need to leave us reviews anymore because like we're done. We don't need them anymore. But Once again, since this is my last reading of any Patreon names, I just want to thank all of you so much from the bottom of my heart or whichever one's the best. Cause like, I've always thought about that. I'm like, (laughs) is the bottom of your heart better than the top or middle of your heart or the like left or right axis? Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, it's tough. tough. So whatever, but thank you from whatever portion of my heart you deem to be the best because we love you so much. And thank you for all of your time, effort, whatever you have put into any pod, whatever you've gotten out of any pod, we absolutely appreciate and love you for it. So thank you so much to Jack Perry, Serial SC. A winner is me, Ryan or Ryan, uh, Ethan, a gamer for fun, John, it's just John, big boy, uh, Musashi Schroeder, I 100% didn't say that one correctly, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, and Sam Fillion from Canada, you are all amazing, thank you so much for joining us in these three years of IndiePod, it has been so much fun, and uh, this is one of the last ones, so thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week, goodbye. Bye, everyone. For almost forever. Yeah.